Welcome to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this weekend. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. I say here with, we're actually doing this via Zoom today. Bill, how are you doing? Doing great, Jason. Life is good. That's what I like to hear, Bill. And, you know, as I said, we are doing this via Zoom, which has become more of a, a reality for us as we, uh, even though we're, we're slowly getting back to normal, I guess, or whatever after COVID is we're considering normal. Uh, and part of that is, uh, you know, Bill, we talk so often about the seminars that you put on uh, the second Wednesday of every month. You've got a set happening this Wednesday, June 9th, and those are still in the form of webinars. You you had to adapt because of the pandemic because of that. Well, that's, that's true. We're doing webinars instead of seminars. I, I do like uh, the face-to-face, uh, and and Zoom doesn't quite measure up <laughs> in terms of being with people personally, um, it, you know, because I, I enjoy that interaction so much that, you know, Zoom, I can I can see folks' uh, uh, face. If, if That is, if they choose to, you know, they could attend in, in their pajamas and, and not turn the uh, uh, video on, <laughs> which some people do. I can appreciate that too, but I, I do enjoy my webinars. Now I, I do, uh, have to, uh, uh, tell folks that my, my, my mind could be a little cloudy, uh, today. I've been on vacation all week. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's nice, uh, to know that we're actually in summer, uh, now, and, um, you know, the, the weather uh, has turned for the most part uh, to warm and, and wonderful. Uh, we have had a few uh, cooler days, uh, certainly over Memorial uh, Day weekend. Uh, but um, it's, you know, it's nice to, to know we're getting back in the saddle and get, <laughs> getting uh, ready to, um, uh, to get back to work, if you will. But. Yeah, we're it all, is, you know, all of us, all of us need a little time off. You know, I talk to my clients regularly, uh, uh, particularly my long-term care clients, um, uh, about the fact that uh, caregivers need time off. Uh, we call it respite. And, and in fact, uh, all of us uh, need time off to, to get our heads back together and, and refresh ourselves. You know, in fact, lots of studies have been conducted. I'm sure you're very much aware of them, Jason, is um, that that we are more productive and we do a better job uh, if we take time off. And those folks who work all the time, never taking any time off, become less productive. And so, you know, I'm just trying to take my own advice here. <laughs> well, you work very hard, Bill, and you certainly deserve some time. I'm, I mean, you're taking time off, but you're still doing the show as well. So, uh, you know, it's uh, I'm, I'm glad you were out of, at least out of the office this week. But, Bill, I want to talk. Well, well, you know, that that part of that, Jason, is the fact that, that, that this I, I really enjoy doing this. I mean, there's there's more to it than folks realize. But, you know, when. Uh, an, another thing about growing old that I, I talk to my clients about is is that if you love what you do, keep doing it. And so I'm again taking my own advice when it, it when it comes to that because I enjoy sharing with people. It's it's a part of who I am and what I do. So yeah, that's what we do. 
Yeah, that is what you do, and you do a fine job of it. And also, Bill, uh, I want to talk some more about your seminars because, you know, so often on this show we talk about asset protection items, and, you know, we, we also get into the caregiving aspect of things and, more importantly, the long-term care aspect of things and the costs associated with that. And, you know, for those who might, might be new listening to the show, you offer two free seminars a month. And the next set is coming up on Wednesday, June 9th. And in the morning session, you talk about long-term care assistance for those dealing with a long-term care crisis and the finances uh, dealt with that, as well as government assistance available for families, middle-class families who often don't know that they might be eligible for government assistance, VA benefits as well. And then you have a seminar in the afternoon dealing with asset protection and trust planning. But Bill, let's let's start with the uh, the, the morning session where you talk about long-term care assistance. I, I'll, that, that'd be great, um, Jason. In fact, um, in both webinars, seminars that, that uh, we do each month our focus areas of my law practice um and and so it's real easy to to share in these areas uh and 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 there's a lot of confusion uh, about both areas quite frankly in terms of what you can do what you can't do and sometimes it's just as important for folks to understand what's not available what they can't get if you will uh, as it is to know what they can get. And so uh, that's particularly important uh, with our long-term care uh, webinar because it's all about, um, you know, the webinar is not about long-term care insurance. It, you know, most, m- most folks do not have long-term care insurance. And, you know, for those who have it, I, I I think it's fabulous. In fact, uh, I I will tell you, if folks can get it and can afford it, uh, it's one of the best things that you can have for because the probability of all of us having a long-term care crisis in our lifetime is extraordinarily high, uh, particularly for married couples, uh, when you're talking about one of two people having long-term care uh, crisis, it is, um, uh, you know, it's almost guaranteed that one or both people will end up with a long-term care crisis during their lifetime. So the the one thing long-term care insurance does uh, for folks uh, is it gives them more options. Uh, and in terms of how to care for themselves and better options, quite frankly, because in, in essence, an insurance company is paying most or all of the bills when it comes to that. But our webinar is for all of those folks who don't have long-term care insurance. And that's, uh, that, that's most uh, folks. Now, I, I will tell you right off, uh, do I have long-term care insurance, even though I know everything about getting government assistance? The answer is yes, I do. I have a Cadillac long-term care policy, if you will. Um, uh, and in fact, I only have one more payment to go and then I'm done, <laughs> which is nice. And in fact, it's, uh, I'm not, I, I, I don't even think you can get the kind of policy uh, that I have anymore. Um, 
but uh, there may be one company out there that, that's actually offering a, a, um, a policy where you can make 10 payments uh, and then you're through. Of course, it's more expensive with each payment, but you can't. But anyway, so I'm really happy to know that, that uh, in about another month, I'll make my last payment and that'll be it. No more. <laughs> okay, so let's get back to the important stuff. Um, the uh, all right. So with the webinar, what we talk about, uh, and this is what assistance is out there from the government to help us pay for long-term care. You know, the the fact is is that. The majority of us do not have long-term care insurance, and there are very, very few people who can actually afford to pay from their income and assets, uh, privately pay for long-term care, because it's far more expensive than what most people even fathom it could be. So when you're talking about costs, the real costs are, you know, it, it can be from home care or it can be from assisted living, if you will. It's not just all about nursing care. And of course, all of us know none of us ever want to go to a nursing home. It's not like we're going to knock on the door and say, please, can we live here? No, that's not the way it works. I mean, it's like, it's like an imprisonment. Uh, and that's the way we look at it. We just don't want to do it. So our options are important to us. And when it comes to government assistance, home care and assisted living care, that is care in an assisted living facility, um, uh, those are the areas where it's very difficult to get government assistance. And that's why understanding the rules and what's available to you is so uh, so important. So, yes, I I talk about all of the different programs that can be helpful to folks, uh, uh, e even with Medicare, uh, which all seniors are on Medicare, um, and, and there is a limited help there, but not much. In fact, the big news with Medicare is to to understand that it does not cover long term care, uh, except in a, a rare instances. Uh, and it, and even then, it's extremely limited in terms of what it does. So it's the other programs that are really important in terms of whether it pays or doesn't pay. And so uh, the rules for eligibility, we go over those. Um, the And we talk about what programs uh, can be available for folks. And those programs uh, where you're not going to be eligible, that's really important. So, and then obviously we have to talk about how do you get eligible if you're not eligible today, because that's where most people fall. They need help becoming eligible if there's a possibility for eligibility. And then just as important to everyone is it's not just about eligibility, it's about how do you protect your assets at the same time so that there's no recovery from your assets uh, when you receive government assistance. That's really important. And of course, as a lawyer, uh, I could not avoid uh, teaching folks what legal documents <laughs> are needed so that you can actually adequately plan 
uh, for um, getting assistance. And it, and I, I, I hate to burst people's bubbles, but it's not simply a matter of putting all your, your property in trust for five, you know, you know, with a five-year look back for Medicaid, uh, uh, putting property in trust uh, and then waiting five years. You know, almost all of my clients are in crisis. They, they need assistance right now. Um, you know, the ones who come in in advance, uh, again, five-year trusts are typically not the answer uh, for people, and it, it can actually lead to more problems than it actually helps. So uh, it really does come down to uh, what documents allow you to do crisis planning, because to me, it's all about flexibility, having options, and and knowing how to do it. So it's, it's part having the right documents in place, and it's also having good advice that goes with the documents. And so it's a, it's more than just uh, having documents. It's having a plan and then realizing that the plan might need to change depending on changes of circumstances. Yeah. And one of the best things about your seminar, Bill, is that you have the ability to kind of zoom out and look at things at a macro level because knowing how the, these different forms of assistance work and all the steps involved, there, there's just really no good place to get that information available to you in a way that's one, trustworthy trustworthy, and two, easy to understand. But Bill provides both of those with his seminars. You can go online to wgalaw.com if you want to register for the seminars happening this Wednesday, June 9th. Just click on the seminars button at wgalaw.com. It's free to attend, free to register. These are highly educational. There's uh, no cost at all to you. Uh, you can attend Bill's seminar this Wednesday, June 9th at 10.30 is the long-term care assistance seminar. And then he's got one at two o'clock dealing with asset protection and trust planning. If uh, if you're really up to it, you can attend both if you want to. Some people actually do that. But again, the second Wednesday of every month is when these take place. The next one happening Wednesday, June 9th. Go to WGALaw.com. Click on that seminars button. Or if you want to call the office, the phone number is 919-256-7000. We are taking a quick break, but we will be back with more Stick around. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. You can find more about him online at WGA Law. WGALaw.com. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we're talking about your seminars, which are coming up on Wednesday, June 9th. That's this Wednesday. You can go to WGALaw.com to register for free to attend and Bill, the, the morning seminar, which we've been discussing, deals with long-term care and long-term care assistance. And we were just discussing uh, you know, how difficult it is to uh, wade through this information because it's, it's so vast, it's so dense, and there's really not a, a perfect place to go to learn about what to do when you're in a long-term care crisis. Well, that's true. And, and in fact, uh, 
a lot of the rules are very complex and it's and it's crazy in some ways. And so let me just uh, start out with with um, some important issues. I mean, for instance, people have heard about Medicaid, uh, not Medicare, but Medicaid, which is a uh, which is the program that seniors rely on if they need nursing facility care. Okay, so uh, and and what people need to realize is that Medicaid is more than just one program. It's a, a number of different programs. And the fact is, is that even though no, none of us ever would want to, to uh, be a patient uh, long-term in a nursing home, uh, understanding those rules are really important. Uh, and one of the biggest things that um, folks need to understand is that if you need nursing care, Medicaid can provide assistance to middle-class families. You do not have to be dirt poor um, to be on Medicaid. And actually dirt poor, in other words, owning real estate, you know, what I call land-rich, cash poor, uh, those folks uh, actually have an advantage in terms of being on Medicaid. Real estate is not an issue when it comes to Medicaid, really. Because one of the secrets is that we can take any kind of real estate and make it non-countable, make it uh, exempt, if you will, uh, and we can protect real estate. And, and it doesn't matter what kind of real estate is. It's, it doesn't matter if it's if it's your home, which is true for most of us. It could be a farm. It could be commercial property. It could be your beach house or your mountain house or your rental houses. Um, it uh, doesn't matter what kind of real estate it is. Uh, when it comes to Medicaid, it can it can be exempt and it can be protected uh, with professional help. And that's one of the reasons we stay busy. Uh, but uh, now here's here's the thing though. Okay, so if you accept the fact that that middle class of folks uh, can get on Medicaid for nursing care, you have to come back to the fact that nobody wants it. Nobody wants to go to, <laughs> to uh, 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 now l let me also mention another thing. You know, there are some folks out there say, oh, well, you, the care in a nursing home can't be as, as good if you're on Medicaid. And, and absolutely not. That is, uh, in fact, it would be illegal if that were the case. Uh, if somebody was trying to provide less care, no, the care is exactly the same for those folks who are on Medicaid as those who are privately paying. Um, now, here's where it gets confusing. There is an at-home Medicaid case, but that particular program is not for middle class. You you actually, uh, the rules are such that it's very difficult uh, to get on that program unless you have very low income, and I mean very low household income, and uh, very few assets at all. So uh, very difficult for that program. But here's the thing that, that's the kicker and somewhat crazy. There are two other Medicaid programs, not the at-home program, but they are programs for folks who need significant care, but can stay at home safely. 
And what a lot of folks don't realize is that the at-home Medicaid program is really not for long-term care. That's really more designed for folks who simply need uh, to go to the hospital or go to the doctor from time to time, as opposed to having people care for your activities of daily living. But there are two Medicaid programs that allow you to stay at home and be on Medicaid. Uh, one is called the PACE program, which we talk about in depth. But unfortunately for a lot of North Carolinians, PACE is only available where the PACE programs currently are located, which is primarily the metropolitan areas. Yes, we have a, a great PACE program in the Wake County and Durham County areas. And there's one in Orange County and Chatham County. Um, uh, and in most metropolitan areas. However, there's not a PACE program in Franklin County or Johnston County or Nash County or um, Wilson County or, or, uh, or Moore County um, or Lee County. I, I mean, the bottom line is they're very, um, unfortunately, the legislature has frozen a number of years ago, froze the growth of pace and there is um you know so we it's the haves and the haves nots if you will the program's not available to a lot of folks in this area which is a it's a crime and there's only one program east of i-95 and that's uh in wilmington you know new hanover county so all almost all of eastern north carolina is devoid of the pace program and that's that's one that's a really helpful program that people need to know about where folks can stay at home and be on medicaid and that program also provides really good managed care um uh with a uh, what i call a daycare an adult daycare program that's on steroids because there's therapy and there's a doctor available that you go to once a month and there's um you know there's there's a lot of benefits to that program but it's not available to everybody and and then there's another medicaid program called money follows the person now that one is where you actually go into a nursing home initially which a lot of folks have to do for rehab anyway. And after you've been on Medicaid for three months, then you have the possibility of going home and staying on Medicaid, which again is another important program that allows you to be at home and still have uh, significant uh, benefit programs through Medicaid. So those are really important, but you know, a lot of folks think, oh, well, I can't get it if I'm at home. And that's, that is true for some folks, but not for everyone. So there are some programs out there, if you know about them, that you can take advantage of. And one of the nice things about the PACE program and the Money Follows the Person program is the, the rules are almost exactly the same as the rules for the nursing facility program, which is designed as I've said, for middle-class families uh, so that they can actually get assistance uh, when they have these big bills uh, in their life. 
Yeah, it's an option that is available to us. And again, a, a lot of this has to do with some maybe misconceptions or misinformation that we may have in our minds. And that's why this show and these seminars that you do, Bill, are so valuable because they help cut through that misinformation or those misconceptions and myths that we may hold in our minds. If you want to attend Bill's seminars happening this Wednesday, June 9th, you can go online to WGA Law. WGALaw.com. Just click on the seminars button. It's free to register, free to attend. You just fill out a simple form, and these are happening in the form of webinars. So all you need is a device with an internet connection and an email address, and you're good to go. WGALaw.com. Just click on that seminars button or call 919-256-7000. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. You are listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. You can find more about him online at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. That's also where you can register for Bill's seminars happening this Wednesday, June 9th. Be sure to go to WGALaw.com to register. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we're talking indeed about your seminars happening this Wednesday. In particular, we're focusing on the long-term care assistance seminar. And earlier in the show, Bill, you, you sort of mentioned that you know you, you put on these seminars to help inform people about the process of getting assistance for the costs of long-term care. But uh, you can't help yourself and you got to make sure that uh, some mentioning of legal documents and making sure that your assets are protected is also involved in these. Well, absolutely. We, I, I mean, even in the simplest of cases, uh, of folks of any age, uh, but particularly seniors. Seniors are focused on the fact that that uh, they're getting older and they they need uh, they may need help from their children or other loved ones. Uh, and and uh, there are six legal documents that we strongly recommend to to uh, everyone: our young clients, our old clients, everybody. And um, but as you get older, these documents become far more important because there's a much higher probability that you will need them. So what documents are we talking about? Uh, and, and you also have to understand that the documents that uh, seniors need or, or those with a higher probability of needing care um, uh, they, they need to be different than what most lawyers give you. Now, some of the documents the same. Four, four of the six documents could be uh, pretty similar or almost the same, but two of them can be very different from an elder law attorney than you would get from a normal attorney. And certainly you're not going to get these kind of documents trying to do them yourself or out of a, a form book. But uh, so what am I talking about? A last will and testament, a general durable power of attorney. That's a financial document uh, where you're appointing an agent to to be able to make financial decisions for you. 
a healthcare document where you're appointing an agent um, uh, to make healthcare decisions for you when you cannot do them yourself, an advanced directive, a natural death, a uh, very limited document in scope, but it's important and it's one that almost everyone wants to have and should have, a medical release that is HIPAA compliant. That's a, actually a federal requirement. That language should be in your healthcare uh, documents already, but the federal law requires a separate document. So you, you should have that. And there's an advantage for having a separate document too, because you can add people on that in your family that should have access to your doctors, even when they're not your agent. Uh, and then the last one is actually a digital release, which is becoming more and more important in people's lives because there are very few people anymore that get all their, their documents in the mail. I mean, every, um, you know, the, everybody wants online access and a digital release is what is needed by your agent to be able to lawfully go online and use your usernames and passwords and be able to do that sort of stuff. But the focus now, I, frankly, I had a, a client recently that where actually a, a healthcare uh, worker told a client that they didn't need healthcare documents. All they needed was a medical order called a most. And truth, truthfully, wherever that advice came from was absolutely awful advice. And in fact, my client should not even have had a most. And one of the reasons I don't like a most order at all is because people don't understand uh, the most, and oftentimes they fill them out incorrectly or inappropriately because they don't get good advice. But no, a most and no other medical order actually fills in the blanks for having a healthcare agent, you know, under a healthcare power of attorney. That that is uh, what is so important for folks to have. So, and as you get older, these these documents become extremely important. And the fact is, is that there are a number of medical orders that can be very, very dangerous for clients who want to live. Um, <laughs> one, is, one is called a, a DNR, do not resuscitate. Well, frankly, those documents are abused by nursing homes. They are, a lot of the uh, medical folks don't really understand them very well. And what I have to tell folks is that particular one, and the most has one in it, a DNR, unfortunately, those documents are folks who are praying to the Lord every day for the Lord to take them that day, uh, which, in other words, if you're ready to die, you want to die, okay, that medical order is appropriate. Uh, but if, you're, if you want to live and you're still enjoying yourself, enjoying your family, appreciating a life, then um, th those medical orders are totally inappropriate. Now, an advanced directive for natural death is very, very limited in scope and only applies in extraordinarily hopeless and dire circumstances and not otherwise. And that, you know, most folks are very much involved in that. Now, I haven't even talked about the documents that are really important, 
uh, for seniors and the having an advanced general durable power of attorney is the key to asset protection with seniors who need long-term care. Most powers of attorney do not allow you to protect your resources. Most powers of attorney are fairly simple uh, and they allow somebody to pay your bills for you and to even sell your truck and maybe to sell your home if needed uh, and to do, do things like that. But it doesn't allow you to do the kind of asset protection planning that uh, seniors really desire to have. And so if an elder law attorney, now obviously we're elder law attorneys, so what I'm saying is self-serving, but elder law attorneys give you a document that's very different from what most attorneys give you when it, because those documents are designed so that you can do asset protection planning and government assistance planning whereas other powers of attorney do not allow you to do that very effectively. Um, so you got, you have a whole lot more options uh, in terms of planning and protecting your, your property for yourself and your family. If you, if you have an advanced uh, power of attorney that's designed by an elder law attorney and then wills, you know, it's when you're a senior, it's not necessarily about, a simple will leaving everything to your spouse. Cause if your spouse is sick um, and not capable of managing property, then you need what's called a testamentary supplemental needs trust so that you can appoint one of your children or another loved one to take care of your spouse if you die first. And that's another type of instrument that we use in elder law planning that is very different from what you would get from a, a regular estate planning attorney. So th those are some key differences in the documents. And of course, we talk about uh, these documents in our webinar as well, but you, you know, some, you, I can't stress it enough, <laughs> you know, cause most people say, well, we went to a lawyer, we paid our money, we got our documents and we'll, they'll just have to do. And that's not a good attitude uh, <laughs> when, you know, you want your documents to work when you need them to work. And that's that's the key is having documents that work for you. When it comes to legal documents, you don't want any surprises. That's one of the things that you definitely want to avoid. So if you don't have legal documents, the, this is a wonderful way to start. Or if maybe you've had them done in the past and you haven't had them updated, make sure that they're functioning in the way that you want them to. You can schedule an appointment to see Bill by going to WGALaw.com. And you can also register for Bill's free seminars happening this Wednesday, June 9th covering the topics of long-term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning. These are wonderful ways to gain more education and information from Bill. He also answers questions afterward, and you can also register for a free consultation if you attend either of the seminars. Just go to wgalaw.com. Click on that seminars button. It's very easy and it's free to register. WGALaw.com for the seminars happening this Wednesday, June 9th. We are taking a quick break and we'll be back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander and we will be right back.
listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Don't forget Bill's seminars, free seminars happening this Wednesday, June 9th. Go to WGALaw.com to register for free. WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button. Bill has two wonderful seminars that you can attend. The first one dealing with long-term care assistance. This has to do with Medicaid and veterans benefits. And the other seminar deals with trusts and asset protection. And Bill, we're going to spend some time talking about that uh, right now. And there's a, there's a little misconception there that you want to start out with. Well, it is. You know, as you know, Jason, asset protection is a passion of mine. Helping people protect their property is what it's all about. And there are a lot of different ways to do it, but there is some confusion over trusts and powers of attorney that I want to clear up. You know, I was just talking about having an advanced power of an uh, of attorney and how important that is for most folks. But for those folks who uh, do trust-based planning, there is confusion over what a power of attorney can do with a trust. And the fact is, is that a power of attorney may have the ability to uh, act as a grantor of a trust, that is the creator of trust, and amend a trust or take property out of a trust or put property into a trust. But that's it. An agent under a power of attorney has no authority to otherwise make decisions <clears throat> with a trust. You have to be a trustee to deal with a trust, to manage a trust, to invest property and to, or to sell property or to distribute property from a trust. Uh, a, a power of attorney or an agent under a, a power of attorney used to be called attorney in fact. Now the legislature is calling it an agent, which is perfectly fine. That's always been that way. But the, the fact is, is that an agent under a power of uh, of attorney can deal with any property that's not in a trust. But if property's in a trust, you have to be a trustee to deal with it. Not uh, just a few weeks ago, uh, there was uh, 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 a deed that had an issue, and that is it was a deed uh, where the attempt was to transfer the property from a trust to uh, someone else. And it was signed by the agent under a power of attorney. It was not signed by, quote, a trustee. So guess what? That deed was a nullity. And it didn't transfer anything because the agent didn't have the authority or the power to do it. You have to be a trustee. And of course, unfortunately, that was a deed that was drawn by an attorney, certainly not our law firm, but it was... <laughs> You know, in other words, the attorney didn't understand the difference. And so that uh, was a big issue. Uh, I mean, it wasn't a big issue because it could be resolved fairly easily. But but uh, the deed that was attempted to to be used uh, did not work. And of course, the title insurance company didn't use it. So those are just some things that can be uh, important. Now, let's let's get on to how uh, how asset protection works and how trust can be used. And so, uh, you know, one of the big things that folks need to understand is that there's a myth out there. And what's that myth? 
The myth is that a, a trust gives you asset protection. All trusts give you asset protection. And that is absolutely not true. Uh, it, it, it's just a horrible myth. In fact, most trusts do not give you asset protection. All right. Now, why is that? Well, frankly, the majority of trusts that are created are what we call revocable trusts. In other words, that means you can change them. You can revoke them. You can change them at any time. And revocable trusts give the, the, the grantors, the folks who create the trust, and that's typically a single person or a husband and wife doing it together, that a revocable trust gives no asset protection for those folks. Uh, now, you can use a revocable trust to give your spouse asset protection at your death. You can, you can cr use a revocable trust to give your children and grandchildren asset protection, but you cannot use an, a revocable trust to give yourself asset protection. Does not work. Uh, it, it, it only creates one additional step for a creditor to, to jump over in order to secure uh, your property. So there has to be other ways that you um, protect your property. And even irrevocable trusts, most irrevocable trusts do not give you asset protection. Um, and, and why? Well, first of all, there's one word that gives you asset protection if you're in a trust, if you will, and it's called discretion. In other words, if the trustee must use discretion to distribute property, that gives you the potential to having asset protection. Uh, and he, he, this makes, and this is in an irrevocable trust. So let's say you've created a trust that, that says, uh, give my spouse all of the income from this trust every month or every quarter or, or periodically. If, if you give that language absolute right to the income, then the income's not protected. Uh, that's how it works. If, if um, anything that is that the beneficiary is entitled to, in other words, no discretion, it's not protected. That's a really important concept for folks to understand. Now, on the other hand, if you say my trustee in the, my trustee's sole and absolute discretion not to be interfered with by anybody, including a court, then that, that now obviously I'm exaggerating here, but sole and absolute discretion on the part of the trustee, that is going to get you much, much closer to really good asset protection as it relates to income or principal. Uh, and so uh, now the real key is in the trustee having the right trustee, which oftentimes is the same person as the beneficiary. You'd, most, in fact, most of the um, trusts that we create that give asset protection and uh, allows the beneficiary to be at least one of the, the trustees of, of, that, uh, of, of that trust or them. 
if you want more of some of these great tips from Bill, register for his free seminar happening this Wednesday, June 9th. The afternoon session covers trust and asset protection planning. Go to WGALaw.com and click on that seminars button, WGALaw.com. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Don't forget, Bill's seminar is happening this Wednesday, June 9th. Go to WGALaw.com to register. Just click on the Seminars button. Don't forget, these are in the form of webinars, so you can attend from the comfort of your own home. All you need is a device connected to the internet with an email address, and you're good to go. WGALaw.com. Dot com to register for Bill's long-term care assistance seminar or his seminar dealing with trusts and asset protection planning. WGALaw.com. We are out of time for today. We hope you will join us again next weekend for Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful weekend.